don't start having conversations, asking questions in these uncertain times, how do we overcome the unknown? When your moments of today are controlled by your thoughts of tomorrow, when do the problems of yesterday catch up with your someday I'll take time and get around to it life as we know it keeps changing we search for answers and find new reasons welcome to the podcast i'm your host sean brand this is the podcast new equals reason in a world where the unknown keeps us learning daily together we journey into the new it equals the reason to have a conversation about it if we all plant good seeds today Our food for thought for tomorrow will be plentiful for the future. On this episode, I want to talk about the 30 for 30 long gone summer, which is the documentary of Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, 1997-98 baseball home run chase. I think Mark McGuire finished with 71 and Sammy Sosa finished with 66. And I remember that year watching a couple of the games because it was so big and it was everywhere. And I've never watched baseball really. I mean, we heard of Ken Griffey Jr. because he was so big with the tennis shoes and the colors that I remember my uncle had a pair. I think he had every pair of the Ken Griffey Jr. shoes. So to us, he was like the biggest baseball player, especially with the left-handed swing. And so, you know, there was really no other players we would watch. But I remember... The home run chase being so big, everybody talked about it. I mean, down to your local news. And when I watched the 30 for 30 just now on ESPN on demand, I found it interesting that they talked about the pressure Mark McGuire had, which most of the time when you're talking about a big record-breaking season, you don't really hear about the pressure on a player till after or years later. Uh, and I, They went back to Roger Maris, who had the record before, and him and Sosa, I'm sorry, him and Mark McGuire said the same things. Now, I don't know if McGuire happened to find the recording in 98 uh, and just, you know, kind of repeat what he said. But they were both saying the pressure was from the media, you know, asking the same questions every day, constantly around. Uh, You can't relax. And watching the footage of how everything was just a big story. I mean, batting practice. And you start seeing behind the scenes on 
what these guys have to do just to get to the field to even play and then to put the focus in to perform is it was just crazy looking to think man these guys were the biggest athletes on the planet and one handled it not as well as the other Mark McGuire didn't like the attention you could tell he talked about it even when they were interviewing him recent for the story you could tell how he was living he's just a quiet down-to-earth guy didn't really want to be seen in that light but he accepted it down the road and you know he took it well and he gave back to the baseball people players the communities and I remember you know thinking man he's got to be the biggest guy on planet earth when they would zoom in on him when we were kids because he just looked so big and then you see Sammy Sosa who loved the attention who wanted the attention who wanted it always to be on him uh, he thrived in the attention that drove him and to see McGuire say that Sosa was pushing him to want to win and when they got to I think it was the 62 they were tied Mark McGuire said that there was just no way he could let Sosa win which you have to admire as a competitor for anybody that's been in any level of competition be it friendly any level in sports you know what that means it's just you know you got to dig in find that that difference to get over and show the other person that you know you want to be the dominant one that day or in that era or that year and I don't think people really think about uh the competition, even though it looks friendly because the media and there's things you have to say, but both their teams are in the same division. And you could just tell they both wanted it. And that year, I think uh, Sosa's team went to the playoffs, but McGuire's team didn't, but he held the record, and Sammy Sosa won the MVP, like he said. So even though he finished second, he felt like he ultimately won the season because he was league MVP. And you start to see how these guys' life unfold after you break a record like that. And, and I didn't know they actually put baseball back on the map that year as far as it being a big sport because I've always been more football and basketball fan myself and ESPN done a really good job talking to the writers people around them uh, interviewing you know people that were close to them people that would know uh, things that were going on with them and uh, ESPN really does a great job on their documentaries so if you've never seen a 30 for 30 even though The Last Dance is not a 30 for 30 it's still kind of in that same ballpark you really should check them out. I mean, they do a great job. They're great directors. They have great setup, great feed. They talk to a lot of people. They really do their research. 
and and they're really good. And so I I I try to watch as many as I can. I think I've seen the majority of them. Uh, just some things don't really interest me in certain sports, but it's good to see you know the varieties they do and how they're giving the legends that are still alive their flowers like it's you know really popular to say now but to honor these guys while they're still here and that way you know fans that remember certain things that stand out in their head can hear the legends you know that you think of we think of just to hear their opinion their thoughts and to know that years down the road you can go back and watch it. Uh, even if you disliked them, you still can watch it and remember why you disliked them. And that's that's just sports. That's the that's the beauty of sports. And to know how it looked like these guys knew each other and best friends to the world where they were in commercials doing interviews together and to hear that they didn't even know each other. Uh, they were just brought in the same room to do an interview or take a picture. Was really big to me. I had had no clue that they didn't know each other all these years. I, I assume they did just because, you know, you think, well, these guys have to meet, talk about on the phone. I guess that's just an assumption, you know, somebody like myself who's an average fan of sports would have thought, you know, seeing ESPN or the local news when they would show it. And I guess I would have thought majority of these guys, even in no matter what sport, would have to know each other. But I guess not, you know, so that was something I learned new. But when McGuire broke the record, playing Sammy Sosa with Roger Maris family in the park and to see the love that he was given by a lot of the Cubs players because most of the time when you break a record, you know, you don't necessarily expect a lot of love from the opposite team, maybe a player here or there, but to see the love they gave him and then hear the pitching coach talk and how he didn't want them to break the record, how they talked about it, how he wanted it to go on. Pretty much while they were simultaneously playing what happened that day in 98, I thought it was pretty funny because, you know, everybody gave McGuire love except the pitcher. And if I'm not mistaken, I mean, he threw that low – and to the left, I mean, he tried to get that thing as far away from McGuire as possible. And he went down and just threw it. And to see it be the shortest home run of the whole year, which is crazy. And I know he hit 61 on his dad's 61 birthday. And see Sammy Sosa come out of right field all the way across the field to honor who he called the king of home runs to see a man you know giving his all a competitor 
a man that loves the attention to give the props and respect to somebody on that level. You don't hear that a lot of. I don't think people understand that's not what competitors do. Very few competitors show the respect that's deserved to other competitors when they're at the prime or the height of their own game. So I found that interesting to see him, you know, give up the props to McGuire, let him know, hey, you're the man, you're the king. Even after he broke seven, it's not 72, I'm sorry, 62, he still acknowledged McGuire as the king. And when he hit 66, his team was in the playoffs, and they asked him, how did it feel to hit 66? In his interview in Chicago, he showed respect to McGuire. That is impressive. You don't see that years later. And fast forward to 2020 after we know how it all ended and the steroids kicked in and how you can't put these guys in the Hall of Fame. It's just unreal that you would taint history when there was no rules on it. There were no guidelines of what you could and could not do. Everybody was doing it. Even when you say they were on steroids, you still have to hit the ball. You're talking about guys taking this stuff and not even hitting 20 home runs. So even though they took it I mean you still have to connect now I don't know if you're talking about maybe them healing and being able to play 10 or 20 extra games than they probably would have if they didn't to prevent injury I could get that argument and I could respect that argument but to know there were no rules in place I think you still have these guys in the hall of fame in honor of what they done because even with the writers voting and keeping them out to protect baseball these guys got you paychecks these guys got you uh the stories they got you big name articles they just as much took care of you as they did themselves as a sports writer because you were somebody that people would read and you would look at for the new story the next day. And I just think that it's unfair to these guys for the work they put in. Uh, but I've heard, you know, that players should vote, which I think they should take it from the sports writers because they didn't necessarily play. But I understand how it goes. And how they want to keep it. But like I said. I feel like they should be in. And again. ESPN does a great job on their documentaries. You should. Check them out. This was a good one. I think it was about an hour and 45 minutes. Uh, especially if you remember. Them on the chase. Or if you. Or born after. Maybe you were a kid when it was happening to get history and see 
how they were doing things and how big this was, I think you'll gain another respect for the type of people they were. And if you're not a big baseball fan, I think you'll gain a little respect for baseball and the way the fans support players and how big this was at the time. I want to thank you for tuning in to my podcast, New Equals Reason. I'm your host, Deshaun Brown. Conversation is key to communication. So let's keep the conversation going until the next time. Thank you.